Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Good I'm going to throw a little curveball at you today. You're doing the intro. Go for it. I'm doing the intro. Yeah, oh, man. Episode seven. So we're here on uh, episode seven of, uh, oh, man, I'm trying to blank Almost worth name. listening Almost to Almost worth listening to a podcast. <laughs> I got the logo made and then forgot the name. So yeah. here we go. Yeah. All good, though. That was a, that was a decent intro. Huh, just no, throw it into the fire. Yeah, better than my first one, probably, I think. <laughs> throw it in the fire is the way you learn and grow. Exactly, yeah. I'm being thrown in the fire right now with uh, Theo. He went camping. Uh, you know, he's out of service, so I can't reach out to him if I need anything. And, of course, I need something. We had an offer come in on a place that we had listed for a little while. And, of course, yeah, the, like I said, the day that he leaves is the day that the offer comes in. Right. So, so I had to manage that myself, I think. I yeah. think it was awesome for learning, though, because uh, yeah. otherwise I would just have him to, to kind of default back to and kind of go, oh, what do we do and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, just, just like having to figure it out myself is probably the best way to, to, to get better. Yeah. Uh, kind of like I was rolling yesterday, doing some jujitsu. Coach wasn't there, so we just kind of rolled. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, you, you, you figure out really quickly what you don't know, and it's a lot. Right. Right. Like you're getting swept left, right, and center. I was rolling with a blue belt. And like he was teaching me stuff as we went. But yeah, you figure out very quick what you don't know. But you're also able to kind of stay alive a little bit at the same time. At least at, at my level, that's all I can hope for is to stay alive. I obviously can't go and submit, but right. that's kind of what I'm doing in real life right now. Yeah. No, I found like um, you can kind of find, well, what I found is like you, you find little strengths in your game that you can kind of use to... Uh, uh, like you said, stay alive. So for myself, like I found most of the people that I was rolling with, like I was a bigger frame and, and a bit, quite a bit stronger. So I was able to use my bit of strength to be able to hold them off of me or, or be able to pull a hand off of me. And obviously those aren't the best tactful things to do because yeah. you burn yourself out quite quickly, but it kept me alive in there long enough that I could you know, try to tire him out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, the me- the mechanisms that I have and the, what I've learned so far, it's not that it's not advanced at all. But I was able to use my strength for a fair bit of time before I, I really burnt out. So it's um you know with, with your situation there with with Theo, like it's maybe one of your strengths could be just or what you want to focus on is almost like delaying the process of yeah. kind of keeping both parties happy and and talking to the other realtor and the clients and say you know basically stalling the process is what exactly what i did except for like i actually used kind of my weakness which is the fact that i'm new well relatively new and and theo's gone and all that kind of stuff i actually used that to get a longer uh open right like for like an opening uh what do you call it Uh, keeping the offer open for longer yeah yeah no for sure kept the offer open longer uh that also gives us a chance there's another agent a couple agents that actually wow they wanted to be made aware if another offer came in so right the opportunity to do that yeah and theo gets back and he, he'll be able to because he's gonna get that black belt level jujitsu going for sure negotiation jujitsu i just have that white belt mentality where i can stay alive basically yeah. no and i mean like i was saying earlier like i i had a similar situation a year ago and um of course you know, the house was, was on the market for months guy goes away for a week and a bit to mexico it's Murphy's Law. And then all of a sudden say, hey, we have an offer. I'm like, great. Well, he's in Mexico. Like, with a time change, like, I don't want to bother him too, too much. This is open till tomorrow. So what I did, I 
kind of laid down the scenario to both parties, to our client, the other realtor, and his client said, hey, this is what's going on. He's away. How do you guys want to manage this? Like, are you comfortable with all of us trying to do this together? We come to a a mutual agreement where where we want to land in price. So we ended up all just meeting together at a... uh, at one of the offices, and we kind of just went back and forth, and um, wow, that's awesome! And then we ended up coming to uh, a ballpark of where we wanted to land, but it was enough to get the ball rolling, get get things moving on, on the right track. And then once guy came back, we were able to finalize price point everything. So there is, um, yeah, what like more said, you ask for? That's awesome. Good yeah, job. and you and you just kind of learn how to do things on on the fly, and when you're thrown into the fire, it's the best way to learn. Yeah, big time. I've always I've always found that. Yeah, because like you said, if if you always have someone kind of there holding your hand, you don't really learn everything. No, exactly. And one one thing that um, I've, I've really appreciated from guys, like he a lot of times like, hey, you're doing this. Here's the resources. This is what you'll need, and let me know when you're done. Yeah, same thing with Theo. Like first, uh, my first showing that I did last month or two months ago or something like that. Now. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. He just kind of. I think he actually forgot that I'd never done a showing before, so he just like, oh yeah, Oliver will handle it. I'm like, hell yeah, I will. I'll handle it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. So I just went and did my showing. Went well, obviously. Like, it's not like I've never talked to anybody before, and so like right. I've never seen a house before. So right, yeah. I, just I mean, there's up different on the documents and made sure I knew as much as I could know, and yeah, that's just how it went. It ended up going well. So. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he. I had a similar one that was, but it was with a, with a listing presentation. We kind of went over it out front. He's like, let's go over what we're going to go over. And then as we're walking, he's like, oh, yeah, you're running the listing presentation. I was like, oh, my God. Nice. Great. This is, this is fantastic. This you know is- that saying? The, you don't rise to the occasion. You stoop to your lowest level of training. Hmm, I haven't heard, heard that. that. No. I kind of I'm, I'm back and forth on that because it makes sense. Like, you're not just going to go and fight somebody on the street and like suddenly just be doing roundhouse kicks and stuff if you've just never gotten off the couch before Mm -hmm. but in situations like this where you know you have to rise up and and you have to show up for your client or for even for yourself if you're doing like i don't know jujitsu for example for the first time you're gonna be you're you're gonna go the extra mile to make sure that you don't get rolled up or you don't fuck up for your client or something like that so that's for that reason i'm kind of i don't know what to think about that that uh, that saying obviously at like the highest level you know if you train if you train absolutely like perfectly uh you're doing basically this a a simulation of what you're gonna be doing in real life right that's obviously the best like no doubt if you've never if you've never done you know anything similar to like your situation you're gonna be you're gonna get jammed up pretty quick yeah i wonder like what level that happens at yeah, but I think, too, like, with that saying, like, you could look at it as if you're someone that doesn't, you know, let's say, run and and rising to the occasion could just mean the simple task of actually running. So, like, if there's a house fire or whatever and you need to run out of the house and you're a larger person, lazy, sit on the couch most of the day and do zero exercise, you're sure as hell going to get up and <laughs> run out of the house faster than you've ever ran before. And, and that could be a, a form of rising to the occasion. It doesn't mean that you're an expert or that's your expertise or that you're actually doing a 10K, but you're, you're doing some form of that action that you never do before. So 
Yeah, I wonder where that where where, where the line is because there must be a, some sort of line, right? Because if you're going out and I don't know, you're a police officer, for example, and you've never encountered crime, and suddenly there's crime in front of you, and they have a gun waving at you, you're probably gonna get jammed up pretty quick. You're not gonna like go and shoot with the kneecaps and like shoot his uh, pistol out of his hands. I, or I would like think that. that a lot of the, you you probably have done so much training. For well, that's what I'm saying. If you haven't done, if you haven't actually experienced anything like that, like in training or in real life, yeah, you're not I, I would just I go would, and shoot people with I guns think, out of their hands, right? No, yeah, that that makes sense. But I think for every scenario, like you do have some form of a, like, you know enough about a situation. Like you've you've learned enough about real estate and how offers work that it's not like it's a, it's not like you're looking at a contract for the first time. You yeah, have enough training. Uh, backing you that when that does happen you're like oh okay you know what? actually i know what this this and this means i know where the offer extension thing is i know where the price point uh like where the price is and you know the basics of okay to counter i'm gonna have to cross this out like it's not like you're completely being thrown into the That's fire true. you know the basics and it's just up to you to what you're gonna do with it from there and you kind of you know that you're gonna have to talk to your client and say hey this is the offer where do you guys want to come in at Maybe you don't have the expertise to be able to tell them where to write, like counter at, because you're still new to it. But you still at least know the basics that you can go and show them everything and, and go from there. Yeah, that is really true. Yeah, so I guess you do rise to your lowest level of training. Mm-hmm. Wait, well, yeah. in that lowest level of training, like I actually forgot that I did the whole real estate school training thing. So, right. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I thought of it as like I've never done an offer presentation before rather than I've never actually seen this ever in my life. Like, that's, right. not, that's not true, right? So guess you're right. Yeah. I, I think it, with all that kind of stuff, like you, as long as you have the the, the basics behind you and, and same thing will go for jujitsu. Like if you really know your basics, you can get decently far with the, your basics. Like you look at the UFC roster, a lot of those guys just have basic jujitsu but they have other strong points and that's what gets them gets them by. So Yeah. Speaking of training. Yeah. 75 hard. Chugging your water. I see. Yeah, day 10. And how's it going? Good. I mean, you're still in the honeymoon phase, yeah. I, I guess. That's what uh everyone that I I've talked to said, says they're like, "Yeah, you're still in the honeymoon phase." Kind of say that day 20. I've heard a lot of people say day 20 to 30 are pretty days, tough. Yeah. Um Oh, yeah. Because you're closing in on a month and you're like, holy shit, I've never done a month of this kind of intense physical training and all that right. stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good so far so good. I, I am feeling a little bit of soreness throughout like my back. Um, that's really the only place that I'm really feeling it. But Sunday, like for Mother's Day, we did a three-hour hike. And then oh, wow. I ended the day with, uh, with yoga instead of doing like weight training or anything. I've never done yoga I know you, you really you really start expanding your horizons right with this too right? so yeah because I was like there's definitely no chance that I'm gonna go to the gym today because I've already gone the last whatever six days so I was like what could I do so I, I just dug up a couple of yoga videos and then I did a foam roll stretch and I just did that for 45 minutes yeah, that's good. and then um <clears throat> yeah I had one day last week I, I want to say it was Friday I think it was Friday that I was pretty just jam-packed all day, busy with everything. And then um, it was 
it was pretty late and I was like, oh man, I haven't read or done my walk. So I went and did a, a walk slash run around 9.30 or maybe a little bit later, got home, sat, sat in bed and then did my reading. And I, you know, it's one of those things that I'm starting to realize where the discipline portion of this comes into play because you start to learn like, okay, I can't leave the reading till the last part of my day. Like I, I always read before bed. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I See, got a Kindle. Okay. And the great thing about Kindle is all the pages kind of compressed into like, they're all the same size. Like you don't get like some pages that are kind of like half or quarter mm. pages. Right. So right. it's really easy to keep track. Hmm. Okay. I, I like that. Like they were like eighty bucks or something like that, or fifty bucks. Okay, that's not bad. So not bad. You just download whatever books. If you don't like the book, you get a new one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I think so. the discipline part for me is like the walk was always hard, especially if I if I didn't do it earlier in the day. If right. you have to get out at like nine or nine or ten p.m. and I was doing it in the winter time, so like any time after six was dark. So right. You're getting out there, you know, headlamp and some days it's piss and rain, right. piss and rain, headlamp. And cold, I think that was, I, I was going to say it was my least favorite, but thinking back, it's kind of like the coolest part where you're like, fuck yeah, I'm getting after it. And yeah. like the whole time you know that this is hard and you're doing it and you're just stoked on it at the time. Right. Yeah. I think, I think timing wise, be at least. yeah, <laughs> timing wise, I think, I mean, the season that I'm doing it is great because in the morning I go do, uh, there's a trail by my house and it actually works out that the whole loop of the trail works out to be just under 45 minutes like two minutes so i um i just kind of ended off with a little bit of a stretch and i i know that that loop's going to be my my workout right there and i've been doing that in the mornings um so i'll have to do it a little bit later today but um yeah doing that and then my weight training so so far so good the cheat meals is the tough part is it really for me yeah you're struggling with that um there's just quite a bit of it in my house Oh. Like my brother was sick, so he didn't have uh, he didn't eat for a little bit. So right now, like he's just wanting to eat everything, and he's ordering like McDonald. <laughs> I don't necessarily like those foods, but when it's constantly around, you're like, oh man, that burger does look pretty good. Are you at the point yet where you're looking at this at these cheat meals, and you're kind of going, these are for like, if you eat this, you're weak. Like mm, I don't know this shit. You're not like that. No, because oh, okay. it kind of comes to me yeah. at least. Like, I, I looked at, you know, whatever, cake or whatever the case may be. Oh, chocolate almonds. Oh, That's right. We, we always had chocolate almonds at my house. You were saying that, yeah. Yeah, and I looked at the chocolate almonds. Fuck you, chocolate almonds. I yeah. Need you. <laughs> yeah. I'm too strong for chocolate almonds. Uh, yeah, I haven't got there yet. Like, I'm still, look, I look at some foods and I'm like, oh, man, I, I'd love to have that. On the weekend for the Alvarez fight, we had a family friend come over and they made, like, classic Mexican tacos. And uh, just seeing... There's like one recipe of them that I was like, yeah, I can't have that. Do it, part, not part of the program. But it smelled so good. So I just had like my little salad, taco salad, did that. Just in the corners. Yeah, while everyone else is crushing them. So that was a, that was the first, I guess, challenge that I yeah. faced the with temptation. that. Temptation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll, um, oh, and then for Mother's Day, like my, they had so much, like, chocolate covered uh strawberries all that stuff and oh they're, yeah the they're worst. all sitting there eating them they're like oh these are so good i'm like fuck I, yeah I and those. people try to like tempt you with it too yeah like, hey you just have one or have a couple like, exactly 
Yeah, I'm like, well, it doesn't work like that because one's like, one's a fail. So, and I don't want to fail this at all because I know myself, if I fail this on day 30, I'm going to be like, fuck, dude, why? Like, come on. And then I'll just restart again. Like, I don't, I'm just, I want to do it in the first shot and then get it over with. So, I've already made it clear to some of my buddies, like, we're going up to Kelowna. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm doing. So, uh, you guys do what you want to do. I'll be there for the fun time, but I won't be drinking. And Have you felt the support from people around you, or are they kind of like, "Whoa, this is like too crazy," and like you should no, take, tone I, it support's down? No, support's been great. We actually have, um, so you know, Frankie, who does my meal prep. There's, uh, there's a group of us now. He's kind of, he's the one that told me, like, you need to do this, like, just start. And then, he's done the same thing with, I think, three or four other people at my gym. So, this girl Sarah, she's on day thirty-five. I think another kid's name, what's his name? Damien, he's on day 22. And then this other gentleman, I actually ha- I haven't met him, but I think he's like on day 25. And then Frankie's pretty far along. He's so, done it before though, right? He's done it. Th- this is his third time. Wow. And he's done all the phases after. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And he says that those phases, he said that's where you really start to learn more about yourself because he was saying that the, the random act of kindness one and all that stuff, he's like, that was so amazing for me to do he said that that's really shaped him um but it's cool because now we have us four and we have like a little instagram group chat that we're all kind of talking to each other every day and one of them yesterday's like yeah i was having a really tough day today and everyone's just we have like a little support circle for everyone that's doing it so i'm I'm pretty excited about that and it's just just this little community that we've um, built at my gym so it's it's pretty sweet awesome i like that yeah yeah failed it's good failed my Phase one. I did. I just can't get past the uh, critical tasks. Like, I can't get everything done in one day. I got it done in one day once. Okay. Second day, couldn't do it. Tried picking it up the third day, couldn't do it. So with the critical tasks, like, how are those, like, what defines an actual critical task? Like, can you, can you just have small things that are just part of your day so that you can try to pick at them? Just Kind of, but then I also, like, don't. See, look at those and say, okay, these are critical tasks, right? Like, I can't just do, like, you know, take out the trash. That's not a critical task. I can't do, like, you know, send one email or follow up with one person. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like a critical task to me. So, like, a critical task for me will be, like, get this, get this news blast sent out or get this, get this, you know, listing up or so, whatever the case may be. Get these documents out or get this done mm-hmm. or get, like, some, an actual critical thing that needs to be done. And to do eight of those, I'm just not there. And I don't know. I guess I have to prioritize my time better. But, like, what happens is, like, you'll get some of your tasks done. And then another more critical thing will roll in. And then now you're working on that critical thing that obviously has to get done. But it's not part of your critical tasks because you can't predict this thing coming up. Like like an offer coming in or something right. like that, right? Which is way more critical than getting the critical tasks done. So what if you, like, could you... <clears throat> Instead of like scale, like almost scale it down to something like, uh, like for myself, like a critical task for me could just be like answer every email as it's received. Cause sometimes I, I find myself, I'll, I'll have an email. Ooh, yeah. I don't actually look, I, know you're talking I look at it and I'm like, Oh, I'll answer that later. And then end of the day comes, I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't answer that email. So like, I, I'm wondering if you could just reword your critical task to something that's maybe a little bit more attainable at the time so that you're at least, m- in that process of okay i've done this now for eight days 
I'm really going to prioritize these because you don't want to fail at day eight. Yeah. I think maybe like on those day one, day twos, they're easy to it's fail because you're like, ah, oh, okay, yeah. whatever. I can just go, restart. Okay, well, let's restart from day one tomorrow. No, no skin off my shirt. Skin yeah. off my whatever. Shirt so I'm wondering if you could just re like remodel those or reshape them or reword them into something that's going to be a little bit easier, but you're at least training yourself to start getting them done. Yeah, that's true. Because, uh, yes, you're right. Because it's, it's supposed to be what three of them are supposed to be. It's like three and five, right? So it's five is your like regular power list, which actually I've been like even off 75 hard phase one. I've actually been using that power list and I love it. Like it really makes you, it really makes you win the day. Mm-hmm. And I know Andy, Andy actually has a podcast that talks about the power list and how it works, but you get these things done and they're just like, you just know that you've completed the day and you can sleep comfortably knowing that right like yesterday my power list was uh i had to get some docs sent out for a new listing uh i had to go and get a new gym membership yeah because i've just been working out the jujitsu studio mm-hmm. uh got a plate carrier that was my power list as well right which i got a freaking awesome one you know those like the 511 tactical ones with the no. 10 pound plates inside and you sent me the picture of the one yeah. you got so no, it's so cool i love it and i went for a run with it just like a 10 minute run one mile run Dude, it's hard. It's yeah. like, you like you know, you know when you're training jujitsu, like it, it, your full your full body is just like going, right? Like going full speed, with right. rolling with somebody. Like that's the kind of same feeling that it feels. Interesting. Like. Rather than you know when you go on a run, you kind of like get a little tired. Yeah. But not. I get tired. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what do you weigh? Uh, again. I'm like 193 again. Okay. I've yeah. actually gone up in weight. So with my plate carrier, I would be running at. Or I'd be doing everything at your body weight, but with right. my muscle. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It's interesting. And I, I did some burpees with it. It's, dude, it's so cool. I love that thing. I'm going to use that for everything. Pull-ups. Memorial Day is coming up, so we're doing a Murph. Are you doing okay? An official cool. Murph, like with the plate carrier and everything. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, yeah see, for me, I, I think I, I would die because then I'd be sitting like around a 203. Yeah. And I, I don't like being this weight. No, I you'd think be, it, you'd be two, 213. Uh, you 193? Well, yeah. Oh, so it's twenty. Sorry, two two ten pound plates. Yeah. So. Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a grind. It's, it's something. Yeah. Not nothing. Because even like right now, like at the one ninety three mark, like I don't like being here. Like my my. In a, like the perfect world, I'd love to be below one seventy. Really. Yeah. Because wow. right now I just, I feel too heavy. Like and I feel it, quite a bit sometimes. Um, That's really interesting because I've always tried to. Like my, my goal was actually to get up to like 190 or so. Okay, yeah. Like high 180s, 190, and I just, I, I, I haven't been able to do it. Uh, obviously, I haven't, like my, my diet hasn't been dialed in to, the, to that like specific plan. I've just been kind of cruising along. Doing yeah. Like, but I went from like 170 to, actually no, I went from 160 to one almost 80. Okay. In, in like the past year. Right. Which I'm pretty happy with because like I was always like a little itty bitty, not itty bitty fella, but like. I was definitely smaller. Like 160 yeah. is a smaller. I'm what I'm 5'10, 5'11. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm like 5'6. Oh. Yeah. Right. Okay. But, and then at one that. at like 193, like that's right. a lot of right. weight to carry. So and one thing I have noticed with with the 75 heart is like I've always wondered like, oh man, where the hell does the weight come from? Like it just like I generally I eat pretty healthy like I like I'm I like to consider myself pretty healthy, like the way I eat. But then I, I did this and I started realizing how much I snack throughout oh, the day. 
And then how much those weekend meals of like, oh, it's Friday, whatever. I've ate clean all week. Okay, I'll crush a Domino's pizza. Or, oh, okay, well, you know, I I did it last night and whatever. I'll I'll go out for dinner with a girlfriend and grab, I don't know, grab a burger somewhere. Like those, those two meals alone right there, like that's your excess calories for the whole entire week. Yeah. So I started to realize, okay, that's where all that extra weight's coming from. So I think now that I'm eating more frequently, maybe my body's just adjusting to it and holding onto water right now. But I really, end of this 75, I'd love to be below 180 and then try to really push to that 170 mark. I think. How much of it do you think is fat and how much do you think is muscle? Mm. I would think right now I'm probably like 18% body fat. 18? Yeah. Around there. Yeah. You can also get on the scale. They have like those electric ones. That's like those things are total BS. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like even I, the ones with like the hand. I so from my from my basic understanding, of those is like they do like a a scan of your body. Yeah. I I did one when I was really really lean, but I was still like heavier. Like I was probably around one eighty eight or no one eighty five, and I visible abs everything. The girl says, come tomorrow fasted so you don't trick the machine, nothing. I take it. And I said, I was like, it said I was like 19% body fat. I'm like, this is, there's no way this is my body fat. Like I was. I wonder because I, I know how, or I kind of have an understanding of how it works. It basically sends like electrol, electronites or whatever. Yeah. Electro, electricity. It sends electricity yeah. through your body. And I guess fat. Uh, slows the electricity or speeds it up or something like that. So yeah. If you're if you're not hydrated enough, right? That jams it up. If you're uh, too hydrated, I think it also gets you. There's a lot of variables yeah. that can mess it up. Like it's like one of those things that you almost have to be in this perfect state to get an accurate reading. Otherwise, yeah. it's completely off. Um, the one that I've I see a lot of people do is like there's a pinch test. I think you with the calipers you pinch in three or four different places. And there's an entire calculation of what your general body fat would be. Um, and then there's a place down in in uh, South Surrey that does the whole entire test. Like you lay down in a machine and I'll do a full scan. Oh, wow. So I, And it's, I think, 100 bucks. So I, I want to do one of those and then do If a, you're going to do that, I would do that or soon. I'd do that now while you're yeah. still like in the ramp up phase of 75 hard. Because exactly. You won't see any progress, especially in the pictures, for a little bit. Yeah. And then, I don't know, day... 30 maybe 40 yeah you're, you're actually gonna start to see decent amounts of progress right yeah because right now I, th- I think i feel that my body's still holding quite a bit of water because i'm still adjusting to the right. amount of water that i'm yeah. drinking so yeah i'm i'm excited though to see how how much my body changes just from re- really the main difference is going to be zero cheat meals because i know that that's my kryptonite like that's what messes me up you know what else is a huge difference cardio the second workout the second workout the outdoor workout whether Mm -hmm. it's just a walk or or whatever it really helps yeah it's significant if you yeah because after 75 hard i wasn't doing the outdoor Mm -hmm. workout cardio and i could kind of start to feel a little bit of little slip i was still doing you know at least a couple workouts maybe three to five a week okay I mean, obviously, that, you know, that, that is a significant drop from a seven workout or from, I guess, 14 workouts. 14 workouts, yeah, to five. Yeah. So that's, but the cardio is definitely a, a big factor. Right. Because sure. that's, I mean. You can't discount if it. If you just, sure. if you say, well, what do you think you burn for a walk, like 300 calories? 
maybe. Ooh. Yeah, probably something like that. Depends on the walk. Because so I was walking up time, hills and Times downhills. seven. Like, that's a lot of calories you're burning throughout the week just from something as small as a yeah. walk. Which I, I think a lot of people underestimate how much a walk can actually really oh, yeah. do for you. So when I was doing my 75 hard, I was in Seashelt um, okay. at my parents' place. And there was this lady. She, I remember at the beginning of quarantine, COVID, yep. she was like, I don't know, probably like 300 pounds or okay. so. She could barely get around. Yeah. She walked every single day for, I don't know, eight months, nine mm-hmm. months, maybe more, every yeah. single day, rain, shine. And, and she was a fat lady at the beginning, so like it must right. have been very difficult for her to do this. But she went out there, walked two, three hours a day, every day. Holy. And she looked, dude, she improved so much. It's I bet. Insane. Yeah. Insane. So, yeah, you can't discount the walk. No, because sometimes I feel like I'm like, ah. It's also a mental thing, too. You'll notice, like, if, or maybe you already have, but you're able to just kind of put everything away or not even put everything away. Like, you know, can you know when you're training jiu-jitsu? Like, I think I just saw a Joe Rogan quote about this, and then I kind of, like, internalized it. He was mm-hmm. like, if you're rolling, the only thing you can think about is rolling. Right. Right. You're not thinking about, oh, like, what, what you know, sandwich am I going to eat later? Or where am I going to go grocery shopping? Or, right, or, right, oh, right. How's this deal going to play out? You're not thinking about that whatsoever. No. You're just thinking about how not to die or how to get that submission or whatever. Correct. Yeah. You're only there. With the walk, it's completely opposite because it takes no actual effort to put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I totally know. What you so mean. you're thinking about everything else. Yeah. And it's, I think, like for me at least, because I'm, I'm always in my head. My girlfriend always tells me I'm in my head. Like we'll be driving down whatever the road and I'll have had like five conversations, but none of them will have been with her. Like, they'll all just be, like, me kind of talking about something in my head. <laughs> like, I'll see a billboard, and I'll be like, oh, I don't like how they did that, or I'll see something. And, and it's, like, stuff that would be, like, generally, if I, if I actually spoke this stuff, it would be, like, complaining. It right. It would sound like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, why the heck I put those wheels on that car? Or For like sure. That. It would sound stupid, so I can't really say it. But then I, it leads to another kind of ten other thoughts, so it's a full conversation. That's fine. And she'll be like, hey, are you here? Like, yeah, I, I, we, I thought we were just... Yeah. chatting away <laughs> that's yeah. funny yeah no I, I totally see what you mean there with that yeah. um I, I find even sometimes at the gym if I don't if I don't feel like the intensity's up as much as I'd like it to be during that workout my mind completely wanders like I start thinking about work and a thousand other things which that you definitely have that during the walk I, I throw in an audible usually and I try to focus on that um because I find if I listen to music I just I can't focus yeah, on the music the and it's really going. it's just really easy to go elsewhere but at least the audible or the podcast i can try to really focus in and, and take in whatever i'm listening to um we'll see how good my editing skills are when, when pulling that siren out of the yeah i know those are loud if you don't hear a siren just know that my editing skills are improving <laughs> there you go there you, you go it, sorry guys <laughs> yeah but yeah so so day 10 so i think um like I said, I'm excited that we can use this as some sort of a benchmark to to see how I'm feeling almost week by week. Because um, yeah, yeah, I think it'll be awesome. It, it'll be cool to see how that all plays out. So I'm excited to see how <clears throat> I'm, I'm. Well, I'm gonna get my my uh, powerless tasks, my critical tasks dialed in. Mm-hmm. I'll get those dialed in. So yeah, I'm gonna get back on the train. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to. I really like this comparison between like what I felt. And what you're feeling now. Right. 
I'm just kidding. One sec. So I had to take a phone call, and that jammed me up a little bit. I forget where we're at. I think we're talking about 75 hard. You know, in the future, that, that little break there is going to just be an ad read. Oh, yeah. There you go. So uh, yeah. that's, what, that's what it'll be one day. <laughs> and we're back after <laughs> yeah. word from our sponsors who don't just, exist uh, because they don't even know about us. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Small uh, Mammoth Mini. There, we there go. you go. Yeah. The ultimate drinking job. Getting after it with Mammoth. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think... I, I mean, I think we're on the topic of 75 hard still. And then the sirens. The sirens, the phone call, just everything. Yeah. It's everything at this point, but that's all good. It's not about what happens to you. It's about how you bounce back. Exactly. Turn it into an ad. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I think uh, kind of further to what you were saying with, with uh, your listing here, it seems like it's kind of blowing up all of a sudden. By the, by the looks of it. You know what? I thought it was, I thought it was because maybe we're, we're at the 29 day mark, 27 to 29, it's 29 today. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe people's listings or their, maybe their searches were coming up for, you know, old stale uh, results. Okay. You know what I mean? To yeah. maybe get a good deal on it. And 30 days is probably a good, mm-hmm. that, like that's what we have. Yeah. I find a lot of the time, like with any listing, you have roughly three weeks to perform. Uh, depending on what the listing is, obviously. This one's very, very special. Yeah. It's going to take, well, as we can see, it will take the right buyer. Okay. As you heard on the phone call, it's yeah. not very bright because it's north facing. Okay. But the layout is awesome. It's ground floor, which some people hate and some people love. love. Yeah. It's got a huge patio with lots of plants and stuff, which some people, I mean, generally it's, it's positive, mm-hmm. but some people don't like it. Because right, it's north facing, so they say they think they can't really use it, even though they can. Like, we it's a strange building because you get a decent amount of light from not from sunlight directly, you get it from the reflection off the white building on the uh, side of the street. So hmm. it's a really, and then you get you get, you do get cracks of light, yeah, from the yeah. other buildings because it does face like it's a corner unit, so okay. it faces uh, northwest, so you get the evening light, which is good. Right, right. But but there is a lot to overcome. Yeah, I like I was saying like I find generally with most listings like um I would say if it's below the 2 million mark cuz obviously above 2 million is kind of a different market. Um and generally those will take longer, but below there, especially in this market like in the 1.5s everything's selling fast. I find it's usually like a, th- a 3 week mark to perform that you can really ride the market, but maybe what you're having here is that I've noticed that the condo market's starting to take off. So maybe you're just kind of all of a sudden catching that wave yeah. of, of people that were looking at townhouses and they, they realized that that perhaps wasn't realistic for them or they're tired of competing for the townhouses and, and trying to go 100 over ask or whatever it may be. And they're circling back now to condos because that's what I'm seeing. Like with a lot of my clients right now, if they send me a condo that's been listed on, they use REW or whatever, and I see that it's been listed for... 12 days like okay that's 100% has an accepted offer on it um so it's it's interesting to see now that the condo market's really heating up which is i mean which is good because we have one coming up or we it's already listed it's 569 lower lonsdale mm-hmm. an older building it's from the late 70s right mid 70s 74 you know the kind like wood frame yeah uh, it, the only downside honestly shared laundry 
Mm, That's the only downside. Other than that, it's an awesome layout corner unit. Right. Uh, You get the sun in the east, from the east, so the the morning sun. It's Yeah, it's an awesome unit for a first-time home buyer, so I think this is going to go pretty quickly. I think so. I mean, I think think we are seeing a transition in the market, and I wasn't around for the 2015 market when it was crazy, but from what I heard from a lot of people was that it was detached, was on fire, and then it kind of trickled down to the, the townhouse market. And then condos are kind of where it, it, those ones just took off. So I think we're probably seeing something, a similar market trend. Um, like I just did a CMA last night and everything that was a comp to the place that uh, I was doing the CMA for had sold in eight to 10 days, all over asked for condos. You know what I find strange? When places sell in like one day or two days or three days. I hate that. How can you honestly expect that you've, given the market enough chance how could you have given enough exposure for this property to the market no that's i I have that conversation i have that conversation with guy all the time it's like people that like to say sold in one day it's like well congratulations awesome but you just took you just took the first offer essentially that's all you did is take the first offer but okay let's say you list a place on monday and you're only doing showings on saturday sunday well, yeah, for the five well, people that have actually seen the place on on Monday, right? Most of the most of the showing requests that we get, they roll in on like we listed on Tuesday. They roll in, well, Wednesday, Thursday. I find Wednesday, Friday. yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is usually when people try to book their tours. Yeah, but for the weekend, right? Not for not for that day, right? So sold in one day, I don't know unless they already had a buyer lined up. Yeah, but still, like it's not it's not an expo. You're not exposing it to the market. No, and I I believe that you should have that place marketed at least a week before looking at offers because let's say on your Saturday, Sunday showings, what happens if that one buyer that's willing to pay an extra fifty, sixty thousand dollars over ask is out in Kelowna for the weekend visiting a family. Exactly. And, and he and he's completely just missed it. Yeah. We've we've kind of remodeled how we're doing our things now. And um, I felt that doing the offers on the Monday was just is too quick after the weekend because there were people that missed it on that Saturday Sunday. We've started doing it so that they can come in on Mondays as well. To yeah, we give also them a do second, second chance. showings. Sorry, we do also second showings on like a Monday Tuesday yeah. type of thing, and then we go Wednesday or Thursday presentations. Yeah, I, I just think yeah we do the Wednesdays. I just think you have to give it adequate time to be exposed online for people to actually ramp up the YouTube views to get the Facebook marketing rolling. And, and make sure that everyone does see it before you take offers. Because if you don't, then you're, you're leaving your money off the table, really. Yeah. So. Actually, speaking of which, Facebook. You guys do this cool thing where after a property, or at least I saw it once. Mm-hmm. After a property sold, you give like a kind of snap statistics thing of how many people, how many views, where it's gone. Right. What you guys did. I love that. Could you explain that a little bit? Because I think that's... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're stealing that honestly. So that there um, was actually an idea from our marketing team. Mm-hmm. She's just she said, "Hey, what do you guys think about this?" And she put the whole the Canva thing together and, and sent it over to Guy and I. And I was like, "That's amazing because it, it one, this is something that we used to just give to our clients. Like that was the original idea because that's what I would do after the place is sold. Hey, congratulations uh, on the sale." Um, just so you know, this is what bigger real estate did for you. X amount of days on the market, X amount of 
Facebook views led to 50 showings, 12 offers, da 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 da. So then they can actually look at you and say, oh, yeah, you earned that commission. Like, I see what was the reason why they sold. It wasn't just you put a sign out on my front lawn and Susie walked by and she's like, oh, wow, that seems nice. I'm going to buy it. Like, no, there's there's a method to what you guys did. Exactly. So this here, with, this is for the one in Walnut Grove that we did, shows the listing price, sold over uh, with multiple offers over ask. So 50 inquiries. 45 showings, 12 offers, and nine days on market. What got us there? One, the 4K HD video, professional um, and clean photography, modern staging, social media marketing, brochures and online marketing. That worked incredibly well, and we've done it again with a new listing coming soon. When you say online marketing, are you putting out like Facebook ads or Google? Facebook, or? we do Facebook pretty okay. much is our, our main one. Like I think that one, we had close to 30,000 views for that place. Um, we do the virtual tour, like the, the Matterport yeah. tour as well. And what we really push for with, I guess, COVID being one of the main reasons as to why we push for it, but I think it's something that we'll probably continue to do after COVID is you want to book a showing? Great. Thank you. Please watch the virtual tour, HD video, drive by of the property. Or if you don't want to drive by, Google Maps the property. So then everyone that's coming through is actually qualified and there's no reason for them to look at the house and say, oh yeah, you know what? I didn't realize it was that close to the highway. Thanks, but no thanks. It's like, no, well, if you actually drove by or did the Google search of where it is, you know that the highway is right around the corner. So there's no reason for you to say, oh, that's like that excuse is out the window now. We just want to bring people in that love the area, that know everything about that property and all that they really need now is to go in and have that emotional attachment to that place. So. Yesterday, I had a showing. Yeah. On West 2nd. It was supposed to be like 545 or something like that. Yeah. The guy texts me at 544, and he's like, we drove by. It's too dark. We're leaving. Exactly. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and, and by doing what I just said there, like sending everyone that message before, it, it avoids the time wasters of you driving now to your listing, getting it all ready, getting suited up, everything. I mean, that's your time right there that all of a sudden is just wasted because, oh, yeah, you know, I don't like the area. Or I, I did a drive-by. It's like, well, no, do that before so that we know that you actually do like the area. So that's what we've been implementing with all of our listings now. And how do you enforce that? Are you enforcing it pretty hard or are you kind of just um, suggesting it? Because what I do is I, I text people the Matterport video and Dropbox link for all the documents. And okay. But I just text that to their agent. So what? So, so I do. Um, I know every marketplace is different. Do you guys use TouchBase a lot out here? We do, but we don't necessarily use it. We we uh, basically, I take care of all the inquiries. So it's like on the on the listing, we say like reach out to Oliver, right? Rather than TouchBase, because the TouchBase goes to Theo's TouchBase on his listings, mm. so I don't have access to his TouchBase. You can set you can set your number up onto touch base. So anything that goes to guys, I get a text. Mm. Mm -hmm. So what what we okay, started doing idea. is, and then I'll log into his touch base. And so for example, like before all the showings on the weekend, I sent out a mass message to every person that had booked a showing, saying, "Please, before this weekend showings, do this, 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 and this." Okay. And then from there, most of them are respectful enough that they actually do it. If they don't, then you can kind of call them out saying, hey, 
oh, you don't like this part of it. Didn't you watch the virtual tour? Or didn't you watch the, you know, Google Maps? And then they can kind of uh, get all confused. So, I mean, I find just sending that little reminder out to everyone definitely goes a long way. And it, it definitely gets the time wasters out of the picture, which is, which is great because you don't want those. No. But, um, yeah, I think doing all that stuff there is kind of what, what we've been doing. Like, I, I really like that follow-up post that she's doing because it, it just shows. Yeah, I love it. Like I said, we're stealing it. Yeah. We're stealing it because, like, otherwise, like you said, people don't know what you've actually done in order to earn the commission or get the house sold. Right. I mean, not that they don't know, because obviously, like, there's other stuff that you're doing that they can actually see. Like, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff behind the scenes yeah. that it, they, it they really don't brings mean. that out for sure. And yeah. I love that. So, yeah, it's, it consider it stolen. Yeah, well, there you go. You can take it. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. We've been running for forty-five minutes now. Okay. That was a good. That was a good real estate podcast, I'd say. Well, that that last little bit there. Definitely. Yeah. I was. I was buzzing. We're really. We're really crushing it. <laughs> oh yeah. Wired up on coffee today, so I'm yeah ready to go. Yeah, I haven't even had one yet. I, I just had, rolled out of bed. I had two Nespresso pods before I got here. How do you like that Nespresso machine? Because I was looking at best thing I've ever yeah. got. Oh, so I got it for my parents for. Um, oh yeah, totally for your for parents. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the gift that never. I don't know the saying, yeah, but it, it gives, keeps on it gives, giving because lots, yeah. I'm constantly going to the Nespresso store to buy pods. Right. It's it's awesome though. I after using that, I went. To, I was a huge Starbucks drinker, like obsessed with Starbucks. Yeah, constantly. Nathan Lang was also saying that he's he said he like buys three coffees a day from Starbucks, like yeah. venties, and he's like, dude, what kind of espresso machine do you have? I need it's, to get one. I'm spending so much money on coffee. Birthday today <laughs> too, so happy birthday, Nate. But uh, this is birthday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nathan, happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, I'll reach out, but um, this podcast isn't going out for a couple of days. Um, yeah, after after getting that thing, I rarely go to Starbucks because obviously I have the coffee at home, but it just it does, you realize how just meh Starbucks is. Yeah. Because those totally. pods are really strong and there's different, um, there's different, like all obviously all of them are different coffees, but they come from different parts of the world. They give you the whole background. They'll tell you what type of like aftertaste you'll have with it, whether it's bitter, fruity, all that. And cool. I didn't realize how much you can actually taste from coffee till I got that machine. And then I go to Starbucks and I'm like, this just tastes There's like coffee, just burnt water. Coffee, not like, burnt. Yeah, coffee, a little <laughs> bit burnt. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's funny because I watched a documentary on scotch. Okay. On, I think Amazon Prime or something. It was like, it's like scotch the golden age or something like that okay it was funny like those guys are pretty hilarious there's a lot of characters in the in the whiskey business but right the way they described their scotch or their 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 drink it's like it's insane they're pulling these like minute little flavors yeah like where somebody who's drinking whiskey would be like oh yeah like it it, it tastes a little bit i don't know even if you know like a little bit you'd be like oh it's a little peaty Right. I see. I don't little, know anything smoky, about any of that stuff. Right, that kind of thing. A little vanilla-y. But these guys are like, no, it tastes like buttered scotch mixed with a little bit of, a little hint of, you know, oak. I don't even know. The I don't even know. That, is, I can't even, I feel I can't like even with talk those about people, it. they could say whatever the hell they want, yeah. and then the person beside them will just agree because they're like, oh, totally. shit, maybe I'm missing out. Yeah. All right. Dude, yeah, one time yeah, I, I was at the too. keg, and uh, it was like it was late, so the bartender was just like kind of closing up. Yeah. And he was serving us like a couple of different uh, drinks, whiskey. 
he was like show, showing us like what what they have basically on tap that or not on tap I guess at the bar. He was saying like he he poured Jack a uh, Jack Daniels, and then a couple other whatever random ones, and he pointed to the Jack Daniels. He's like this one's like worth whatever three hundred bucks, and people people were drinking it, and they're like wow this is so good. Yeah. This is excellent. I can really taste the and he gave us like tasting notes, right? And he's like. Yeah, if you eat, I mean, obviously at like the highest level where you're like a whiskey coney sewer or whatever, yeah. you're not going to trick the, those people, but to, you can easily get For the everyday with, person, you can just totally. You put it in a nice decanter and that's all you need. Yeah, you can just Jack totally reel them in. Yeah. It's funny, but. Exactly. But anyway, so back to coffee. So I've been making espressos, like with like, the, you know, the puck and you like grind oh, right. the coffee and you actually like tamp it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, dude, it can get super intricate, like way more than just popping an espresso pot in. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's, like, was... It's about the pressure that you put onto the thing, like right. how fine the grounds are, like how hot the water is, how much pressure is actually going through the machine. It's insane. Yeah, that's but... crazy. Like I was listening to one podcast, they were saying that, um, I can't remember who the guy is. So I Was it remember. Matt Romero? No, no. It wasn't? Not but, Oliver Jacobs? I think he's like one of the owners of like a black rifle or something and they were saying that's the coffee i drink yeah so they were saying that he offered he's like hey do you like whatever do you want a coffee i'm like yeah sure and then he like came back like an hour later he's like here's your coffee i forgot i even asked you for this and he's like oh no i and he did the whole thing like he had to let it sit for x amount of time before he added the next thing like he just took it extremely seriously but they're like that was the best coffee i've ever had yeah but i think right now like the world we live in everything's just convenience Right, so you just well, want something to quick, quick, quick. I think it used to be like that, but I'm seeing, and maybe it's just me, like maybe because I'm kind of into that kind of stuff. But it's, I'm seeing a lot. It's a lot more like quality based as well. Have you noticed that? Whether mm. it's clothing, whether it's those little accessories. I saw a fucking pen, ad like an advertisement. No, sorry, it wasn't even a pen. It was a pencil. Okay. It was made out of one piece of titanium or aluminum or whatever. You can get different kinds of materials. It was like $500 and it was like machined out of this piece of titanium and this stuff sells. Like I think people definitely are after a quality, quality product. I think it shows in coffee. I mean, obviously like you're never going to, you're never going to pass up on, you know, the McDonald's or the Starbucks or the, the right. Tim Hortons coffee. But I think there's definitely a strong market for quality, especially in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know if I'm just noticing it or if it's a, a new trend. I think I think a lot of it still too would just be like quality, but convenience. Like I think convenience is a huge thing because that's why all those fast food places are so busy because it's just it's convenient. Yeah. Same thing like with like the, those like the Keurigs and all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's just convenient that you can just make your coffee and. But look at like Nespresso. Look at Nespresso. It's convenient, but it's also very high quality. Yeah. Right. But and I think but that's why Keurig they crush. Like they crush Keurig. Like I wouldn't drink a Keurig coffee. No, but Nespresso exactly. is a different, it's a different level of it. And that's why they have their own stores where you just go buy your Nespresso pods, all that shit. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, I love that machine though. It's definitely a game changer. Cool. Wow. What a, yeah, well, now we're at 50 minutes so that we just there talked we about go. coffee and whiskey <laughs> and all that for five minutes. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap up the episode and, uh, we'll be back next week for episode eight and I'll be on day, I guess what, 17, 16. Yeah. 17. Yeah. By my quick maths, 10 plus 7, so that's yeah, yeah. 17. It'll be good. <laughs> we'll be all right. Hopefully shredded by then. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> seeing the progress. Yeah. All right. All Speaking right. of which, I don't know. I was going to say something along the lines of go out and make your own progress or something like that, but I think, I think we'll work on that a little bit We'll more. just leave it with uh, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, we're out. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>